if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, because we don't just get enough pumpkin spice in our lives. You can enjoy the last days of summer with pumpkin spice Oreos. Yep, that's a thing. Second, next time you decide to eat off paper plates so you don't have to do dishes, you can relive your childhood. Yes, Hefty is bringing back Zoo Pals paper plates (laughs) after they discontinued them back in 2014, (laughs) including Tina the Tiger, Theo the Bear, Speckles the Ladybug, Puddles the Duck, and more. Hmm. And finally, in the world of food, you know how popular Spam is in Hawaii, ham in a can? Well, this is really going to make you uh, your heart warm up. Uh, Hormel Foods donated 264,000 cans of Spam, totaling more than a million dollars in money and Spam products to help people dealing with the fire's destruction and aftermath in Maui. Oh, wow. Way to go, Spam and Hormel. That is awesome. Are your kids dealing with some anxiety as the school year gets underway? Coming up, some practical things mom and dad can do to help. Are your kids dealing with some anxiety as the school year gets underway? It's only natural, right? I mean, the fear of the unknown fear of being excluded, separation anxiety, being away from mom and dad. So what are some practical things you can do, mom and dad? Well, help build their external self-image a little bit, maybe new haircut, new pair of shoes, but work to make sure they feel just as confident on the inside. Experts say routine gives a sense of safety during um, during the start of the school year. So get a set breakfast time, commute plan, homework time, decompression time. And time to prepare for the next day, you know, like laying out your clothes and making mm-hmm. your lunch. And they said kids who are old enough to write can keep a worry journal and a list of evidence as to why the worries won't happen. Most importantly, mom and dad, take care of yourself because when you as a parent are anxious and stressed, your kids will mirror your behavior. Mm. It's, I wonder it's, if it's a, like a virus. It's catching that worry journal thing. Like to me, that would amplify it. That would magnify if we start writing it down. Yeah, I would think a gratitude journal would be more. (laughs) Right. Here are things you can count on. Here, write it down so it's a constant reminder (laughs) of of why you're anxious. And then the idea is that none of that stuff will come true. What if something does happen and it validates it? And then the kid, the rest of the school is like, see, I told you. You always go to the dark place. I'm not going to the dark place. I just don't. <laughs> but no, they say that happens with adults who can't sleep. Just write it down. Get it written down. So everything can... else seemed like a like a great idea. Just mm-hmm. that one to me was like, mm, yeah. I don't know. Yesterday, I was out and about on my mountain bike, and I ran into someone who's a longtime listener oh, no of kidding. the Kevin and Taylor Show. Oh, I can't great. wait to tell you the story in just a minute. So it was kind of funny. Yesterday, I was uh, so thrilled to be back on my mountain bike. After our trip to Africa, it was fun to get, I hadn't exercised in a week. Mm-hmm. And so my husband and I go out and um, coming up to this like intersection where there's a bunch of cyclists and they all like to like talk, bike talk. And I was just going to go right through because I wanted to keep my heart right up and keep going. Mm-hmm. And I went, hey everyone, excuse me. And you know, cause they were kind of blocking the trail a little bit and went through and all of a sudden I heard, are you Taylor? And I, I hit my brakes. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. And um, turns out it was a woman named Lynn who has been a longtime listener to the Kevin and Taylor show. Oh, no kidding. She was out there with her husband. She called him her energizer bunny. He had a heart attack nine years ago and mm. has a pacemaker. And yet he's still out there mountain <laughs> wow. biking. And uh, she told me it was interesting. She was like, I didn't know you were back on your bike after you broke your wrist. I didn't know you had overcome your fears. I haven't mm. seen you post. I haven't heard you talk about it on the show. And I go, Oh, yeah, I've been back on my bike for a long time. 
And so we started comparing injury notes and get this. This is how crazy life is and how you just never know how you're going to get hurt. She broke her right wrist back in the day. I won't say how long ago when she was a rollerblader. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) And then so she gets through that horror. She has all this surgery. She told me it showed me her two scars and everything. And like a year later, she goes to the mall to the food court and slips on ice cream and breaks her left wrist. Wow. No kidding. Slipping on ice cream. Someone spilled their ice cream in the mall on the floor. She now owns the mall. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was just, it's always fun. And and her husband was like, how in the world did you recognize her with all that biking gear on? Yeah. And Lynn goes, oh, it's the helmet. I said, yep, I call it my stormtrooper helmet. (laughs) It's white and looks like a stormtrooper from Star Wars. I love the sound effects because I always assume you went, so I stopped. I always assumed mountain biking was dirt and there wouldn't be a squealing of brakes. No, there wasn't. I was just trying <laughs> oh, to be dramatic. Okay, yeah, was, okay, a dramatic storyteller. Sound effects were added for <laughs> yes, a dramatic effect. Yes, it got was. it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you went out for a mountain bike ride yesterday. I got on my road bike yesterday. Oh, cool. And uh, and felt pretty good. I thought, jet lag, am I going to feel okay? But I did. Uh, I didn't run into anybody specifically that I knew like you did. But as usual, when I'm out on my road bike in traffic, people will honk at me. And I always assume the best. I always assume they're saying like, go Kev, looking great, man. Mm -hmm. Because when they go by, it just sounds like this. (laughs) I can't understand anything they're saying. Yeah. So I just try to assume like they're. Expect the best. Yeah. They're they're giving me a, they're giving me a verbal high five. Keep up the great work. (laughs) Right. Exactly. We love sharing the road. Wish I I were as fit as you, Kev. Go for it, We weren't stuck behind you for 15 minutes till we could pass. No worries. I was back there keeping you safe. (laughs) I don't mind being late. Kevin and Avery's big gift, delusion. (laughs) That's my spiritual gift. Hey, did you ever uh, get super sleepy during a boring meeting at work? You Mm -hmm. are not alone. (laughs) So many people wish they could grab a quick nap on their lunch break. So a company created sleeping pods where you can take a quick nap standing up. Mm -mm. It's called giraffe nap. And they claim that in just 20 minutes, you'll be refreshed help improve your performance, less fatigue, reduce stress, restore memory and concentration, and improve your creativity. Now, why standing up? They say you reach stage two sleep, so it's not so deep that you wake up feeling groggy. Dude, if you can fall asleep standing up, you need to reconsider your lifestyle. That's all I got to say. If if you're that tired, a nap is not what you need. A complete life recalibration is what you need. Right, right. How did you meet your other half? Coming up, why this couple is a 1 in 22 million match. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good So how did you meet your other half? You're going to love this story of a couple who are a one in 22 million match. Check this out. Donna's husband, Darren, got so sick, he could barely hold a conversation. And his doctor said he needed a new kidney if he were going to make it. So Donna decided she'd go get tested just in case. And would you believe she beat all the odds. Darren was elated. We were told that for Donna to be an actual match to me is something in the region of 1 in 22 million to 1. It's got more chance of winning the lottery than having that as a match. Hmm. 1 in 22 million chance. It's They had a greater chance of winning the lottery. The couple's been married 33 years and Donna said since the surgery, Darren's been laughing and joking 
It was like getting my husband back from 25 years ago. No kidding. Because his personality, wow. you know, when you're that sick, oh yeah, he could barely hold a conversation. And That's now all you he's think. Back. Of, all you think about is how bad you feel, yeah. right? I love that story so much. So Taylor was just saying, I'm not kidding, like two seconds ago, uh, I cannot forget my phone. If I forget my phone, I can't do my job. So how many kids do you think feel the same way? Like, I can't go to school without my phone. I I'll, I cannot do it. I can't be separated from my Insta and my snaps and everything else while I'm at school. But that's the reality for a lot of schools this year. We're going to talk about it next. How would your kids do without their phone at school all day? Do you think they could make it? You think you could make it through work all day without your phone? You were just saying you couldn't. Yeah, the reason for me is they make us do this two-factor authentation or whatever it's called. And so, Authent- 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 no, I thought I, I could never say, say that word. Authentate- Authentator. Authenticator. Authenticator. <laughs> and so, if I, I said to Kevin, I go, it's wild to think that if I forgot my phone one mm-hmm. day, I would not be able to get into my computer. All right. Now, my kids were the first kids to go through the whole, it's connected classroom. They have to have a phone. I mean, the whole reason we capitulated and got our kids phones is because teachers said they have to have this to be able to do homework with their kids and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Well, now schools are doing a 180. There are over 2000 schools across the country that have employed yonder pouches. Those are the pouches that uh, you put your phone in. It locks it and you can't get it out until you like swipe it across this magnetic thing. So when you get to school, if your kids get to school, they got to put their phone in this pouch, mm-hmm. seal it. And then they can open it, I guess, when they leave or maybe at lunchtime or something with this little magnetic stripe swipey thing. Yeah. 2,000 schools. A friend of mine, her, her daughter's school, she's in high school, senior this year. It's It has to be not visible. It has to be inside the backpack. Mm-hmm. So as parents, because they want her so super focused this year, a senior year, they've also shut down her phone during those hours. Mm, that's smart. So she can't get tempted to get it out of her backpack. So uh, Yonder says that uh, teachers love it. Teachers love it because they've got attention again and they're not they're, you know, their students aren't texting each other or yeah. Instagramming or recording them or whatever. Uh, kids, what do you think? They're in withdrawal. They hate it. They're addicted. <laughs> and when you take away that substance, their phone, yeah, it's um, tough. But, uh, and parents are a mixed bag. Some of them are like, yes. Thank the Lord, my kids' grades are going to skyrocket, I'm sure. Other parents are concerned about safety stuff. I need to be able to get in touch with my kid. What if something bad happens? Blah, 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 blah. So it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. But the big question, how would your kids do if they showed up at school today and they said, hey, new policy, you got to put your phone in this little bag. You can keep the bag uh, all day long, but you can't open it until you leave. How would your kids make out? Would they be in the fetal position in the corner of homeroom going, I need my phone. I need my phone. How would they handle it? Katrina, we're talking about school systems. Over 2,000 of them nationwide are saying no phones in the classroom. How would your kids react if that was the new rule? They make them do that every day. At first, it was hard for her, but now she's used to it. Huh, no kidding. yeah, and I love it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you know she's more focused on classes, right? Yeah, they're more focused on classes. They give it to them between breaks, but then once they get into the class, they already know it's structured, and I love it. Oh, that does sound good. Well, well, thanks for calling. You sound like a great mom. Oh, thank you. You know what's funny about this? We're we're saying like, could your kids handle it? I can tell you, adults from firsthand experience can't handle it, and that's based <laughs> on the fact that. Taylor and I, along with a whole bunch of other radio people, just went to Uganda for a week to see the amazing work of Cure International. But when we were there, you can imagine you don't have access to your phone. But 
if we got back to the hotel or maybe went out for lunch, the first thing everyone asked, what's what's the Wi-Fi password? Yeah. And then we lost everyone. We were right. like a bunch of teenagers. Exactly. You're boom, right on your phone. So yeah. it's easy to point the finger and say, gee, kids these days. But I can tell you what, I'll raise my hand first. Adults these days, that was the first thing that anyone wanted to do was get on their phone when they finally could. Ever had a baby boom at your church or maybe where you work? Everyone is saying that there's something in the water in this town in Scotland. 17 sets of twins are enrolled to start kindergarten in one little town. They're all from the same Scottish (laughs) town of Iverclyde. Which they've no, now no, no. nicknamed Twinverclyde. Iverclyde. 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 Now it's Twinverclyde. <laughs> uh, what's wild, There's this is nothing new. This town has always been known for its high rates of twins. No kidding. With 147 sets of twins attending the local schools in the past 10 years. In fact, uh, back in 2015... 19 sets of twins began school at the same time. Hey. And my sister Sarah is a kindergarten teacher, so I cannot wait to ask her about this story. I bet you her eye will start to twitch. Hey, they're Scottish <laughs> twins. They're Seamus and Amos. <laughs> <laughs> you think of any other ones? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm Haggis and Magus. <laughs> name their kid Haggis? That's all I can think of. <laughs> How stereotypical is that of me? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if you're Scottish. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Head. <laughs> There's Ronald and McDonald. <laughs> Wouldn't that be more Irish? No. The, no. Okay. Uh, Scottish people are Mac. Yeah. Have you ever been baffled as to why socks disappear so often in the laundry? <laughs> Coming up, mystery solved. Have you ever been baffled as to why in the world socks disappear so often in the laundry? They're hanging out with your Tupperware lids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the mystery has been solved. You can blame your top-loading washing machine. In a viral video recently shared on social media, this guy showed what happened after popping open the front of a washing machine, revealing a bunch of single socks stuck inside the unit, Mm. but outside the wash basement. And he was in an apartment, and there were like, Baby socks, little boy, little girl socks. He's just a single tons dude. Tons and tons of socks. Yeah, and they say the socks sneak between the gap between the tub, especially if you grab the laundry out in big handfuls. Mm-hmm. A sock just whoop, we'll slips slip in down there. Yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where they all are. You can YouTube how to take the panel off and get all your socks out. Huh. That's fascinating. If you heard the joke about Tupperware, by the way, like the, about how your lids always disappear, that's why they call it Tupperware. Wow. Good dad joke. Thanks. Tupperware. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, you might know that um, I feel like my dad is like my hero. He just loved Jesus so much and loved telling people about Jesus. And he just passed away in January, went to heaven. And so my mom, for the first time in her life, after 60 years of marriage, is a widow. And she is doing something I'm so proud of her. I cannot wait to tell you about this Mm. in just a minute. So the other day I was uh, telling a a friend of mine about my mom and just how inspired I've been by her faith since her husband of over 60 years passed away Mm -hmm. in January. My dad had MS and by the end he was kind of like a quadriplegic and my mom would never leave his side. Um, She came to visit us one time and left him with uh, in the caring hands of some great women caregivers. And when she got back, he said, will you please not leave me again? And she said, okay. And Mm. so she went close to 15 years without being able to leave her, her home in Jupiter, Florida. 
And so when my dad passed away, I, I, I got pretty choked up telling a friend this the other day. My mom, uh, she said, how could I be sad? My, my lover, my sweetheart got his dream come true. He wanted to be with Jesus and now he's there. Mm. And um, man, every time I say that, it gets me. Sorry. Um, her faith has been amazing. But um, you may remember she came to visit us uh, for Mother's Day and my mom is on the road again. And she is like on this whirlwind tour of the Midwest. I'm so proud of her. She flew into Grand Rapids, Michigan. And my sister, Sarah, who lives in Muskegon, picked her up at the airport. Okay. She goes to my sister's house. Gets to They're both gardeners. They get to see her garden. Then they get in the car and go to Muncie, Indiana and see her daughter, Esther. One of the twins lives there with her family. And they go to like this Van Gogh display and everything. And now they're wrapping up uh, part of the trip in Peoria, Illinois, where she, get this, has been reunited with all three of her siblings. No They're kidding. all alive, including her 92-year-old oldest sister. Wow. Um, her, her parents, John and Elizabeth, had three biological kids, couldn't get pregnant the fourth time, so they adopted my mom as wow. a baby. And, um, and they loved her as their own. Like, so your she mom is the youngest? She's the youngest. How old is she's she? the baby. She's in her early 80s. Okay, so you've got a tw- um, like a 10-year span there. Mm-hmm. I wonder at that age, 92, 82 maybe, and everything in between, mm-hmm. um, do you fall back into the same roles you had as a kid? Oh, I got to <laughs> ask my mom that. Yeah, she is. Lo- and then the, the other thing that's wild is my Uncle Johnny married my dad's sister, Mary Lou. So she's seeing okay. her husband's sister. Is that legal? Yes. Everyone gets so freaked out. There is nothing wrong about that. It's not like cousins. There's no blood relation. But um, they're like, she's like, there's a picture of her holding a baby goat. I'm like, mom, there were baby goats all over Uganda and I never got to meet one. And then one of our, um, her nieces owns a ranch. So there's horses and fish wow. and they're just like she's having the time of her life and then today they leave illinois and go back to michigan to wrap up mm-hmm. the whole journey wow go that's mom. so cool she's a rock Taylor's star mom killing it look at yeah. that that's cool i love hearing that your mom uh after serving her husband like everything he needed for all those years is out like seeing the world seeing her kids traveling again and stuff mm-hmm. my grandma did the same thing when my granddaddy passed away um, she started going on bus trips to Atlantic City, though, with her. With her with I can't her, picture my mom on the slot machine. Her little old machines. lady friends. None of us could have pictured my grandma doing that either. But there they were playing their. They get they get like five dollars of rolls of pennies and sit there like they were you know big time gamblers. That's hilarious. I love it. I am. I can't get over how proud I am of my mom for traveling because I mean she's get she's getting on these airplanes all by herself and yeah. she has a really really bad back and pain and so she relies on the wheelchair people mm. to take her around which they are awesome and um they had because my mom was not going to leave my dad's side she had not seen her two sisters her sister in law and her brother in the first time they were together in 28 years. Mm. Can you imagine the wow. emotions? And I did reach out. I texted my sister and said, are they back in their old roles? Because you would ask that, Kev. Mm-hmm. And definitely her brother, Johnny, who's one step up from her, yeah. has been teasing her incessantly about how spoiled she was as a little girl. Because <laughs> she was the baby. So they do. Yeah. They they're back right into back. their old roles. Yep. That is too funny. <laughs> Okay, so if you're ever running late and you're feeling that pressure and you're feeling that guilt, if I'm going to be late on everyone in Uganda, they have very uh, flexible 
time has a flexible meaning. Like if they, they say be there at 10, that means like 10, 15, 10, 30, maybe even 11 o'clock. But if you were to call someone there and say, hey, it's 10 o'clock, where are you? They would say, oh, I'm on my way coming. Yeah. And that might mean they're like, just got out of the shower. It could mean they're eating breakfast. It could mean they're stuck in trick. It could mean anything. It just means like their intention is to be there and they're on their way coming. The CEO of the Cure Children's Hospital Uganda taught us that if you have a wedding in Uganda, mm-hmm. you better be ready for anything all day long. Right. Because if the wedding starts at 11, at that point, at 1130, the bride will say, oh, I'm on my way coming. And right. she's still getting her hair done. He said he got there like, at 11 and everyone was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, you said it started at 11. They're like, yeah. No, we're on our way coming. <laughs> so, Kev, remember our producer Griffin and his wife, Sarah, fit in that little last minute trip, like the yeah. day before like school beach started? Beach getaway, right? Beach yeah. getaway. Yeah, he said there's. he wants to share with us a little bit uh, how you have to parent differently when you're on a trip like that. Okay. I don't know what's going on, but All we'll right. find out more in a minute. So Griff hopped over in the studio with us from his little producer cage, and uh, and first, <laughs> first did you, Jeez. first did you miss us? We were gone for a week. So did, much. Did you miss us? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've wow. never seen Griff so sarcastic. His wow. huge smile. So much. So much. No, I, I'm glad you guys had a great trip. Uh-huh. I'm glad you're back safely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And healthy. We're healthy, healthy too. Yeah. We yeah. saw on the Facebook, we leave, Lauren Daigle drops by. What? Yeah, I was hanging I out with her. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. We Man. miss all the good stuff. They did that on purpose because they're embarrassed of us, didn't they? Probably so. <laughs> right, right. Wait till they leave and come on over, Lauren Daigle. <laughs> all right, but uh, Taylor was saying that um, you parent differently when you're on a beach vacation with your kids than uh, in normal life. Why is that? Well, over the years, the parenting has kind of changed when we're at the beach. You know, just the past couple times we went uh, before this year, Mm -hmm. the kids would be one or both of them at some point would be kind of scared to even get in the ocean. Yeah. You know, and like you have to like drag them out there and then they eventually end up having fun. Well, now they've reached the age, especially my son Thatcher. He's about to be eight. He was way too into being in the ocean, like a little too confident. <laughs> like he keeps going and going out there, like oh. he wants to get the big waves. And yeah, he keeps right. floating out. And I'm like, Thatcher, come back, come back. And you hear all these stories about rip <laughs> currents riptides. and stuff. Yeah. 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 It's mm. like, uh, Thatcher, and not to mention sharks or whatever else could be out there. Lions and tigers yeah. and bears. Oh my. And he, he was having all kinds of fun, so much fun that he's kind of like diving under the waves. At one point, he dove. And he hit the bottom, of, <gasps> he hit the ocean floor, and I guess he scraped it on the floor or a shell or something. Oh, yeah, He has yeah. a big old scrape on his head. Ooh. Oh, yeah. no. So Just in time for school first starting. Day of school, Hopefully they have pictures scrape. soon. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was just, I felt that like I couldn't relax. That is a big change. Yeah. I had my eyes constantly on him, I making thought, sure. Yeah. What you were going to say, is the parenting different at the beach than at home? It can be a little more loosey-goosey. You be yeah. fun, fun dad, right? Like, hey, let, I know we had ice cream last night, but let's have it again. Oh, that's a given, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you come home, and the kids are like, "What? Well, we want vacation, dad. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Vacation, dad was a lot more fun. You can't like, have yeah, ice well, cream every night. Well, vacation, dad drove. Real dad broke. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so there are two kinds of people in this world: those who will feed their dogs from the table, and those who will not. Hmm. And those who feed the dogs from the table often get ridiculed and finger wagged by people who go, "Why are you doing?" that don't do that it's in the bible feeding your dogs from the table we're going to talk about that next so as we all know anybody that's read the bible there's the obvious blatant meaning on the surface a lot of times but sometimes there are secondary meanings or other things that you can take from the text and go oh well this is true from that too and i have found in the bible 
the 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 right the rightness of feeding your dog from the table. That's what I'm trying to say. The, the, yeah, that it's that okay. That it's all right. It's mm-hmm. the verse in, in Matthew 15 uh, where they say even the dogs eat scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not what that verse is about. That whole story is not about feeding your dogs from the table, but it's like a secondary lesson that's right underneath there. So when I feed the dogs from the table, it's totally fine. It's Not only is it fine, it's endorsed by Jesus himself here. But if you wanted to be like super legalistic about the word... It's the scraps that fall from the table, not mm. when you get out your fork and let your dog eat off your fork. Or could I say, I, I'm you being, said you do. I'm even, I'm elevating it. I'm making it even more profound. <laughs> <laughs> and this, ladies and gentlemen, is what happens when we all try to put our own spin on scripture. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is my dogs were thrilled. I, at, when, when, when I shared that with Marco, mm-hmm. uh, he was very happy. Good. <laughs> Had a little Sunday school lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, Marco, yeah. this is great news for us, buddy. That means I can feed you from the table whenever I want. Because Jesus <laughs> said it's okay. He was wagging his little tail. I'm telling you, he was happy. He was happy. It's a secondary meaning in the scripture that we were we were, uh, we were looking for there. Even the dogs. So we're talking about the uh, biblical validation of feeding your dogs from the table is found mm-hmm. in the book of Matthew. Uh, and, you know, I, I have uh, the most holy of all dogs. Did you know that? You do? The Greyhound? Yeah. It's the only oh, only yeah, dog yeah. mentioned, only breed mentioned by name in the Bible. No other yeah. breed is mentioned in the Bible by name, but Greyhounds. You got to go King James. It's Proverbs uh, 30, 29 through 31. They mention a lion, uh, the he-goat, whatever. But they mention by name a greyhound. Therefore, Boom. you just elevated your greyhounds, greyhounds above Marco the mutt. Hmm. <laughs> I'll find something. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying. Sorry, if anyone's listening around, then like Taylor's really feisty. It's hard not to be because Kevin's always like, I have the greatest family in the world. I have the greatest dog breed in the world. <laughs> so I got to like pit your own stuff against each other. That was pretty fun. Give me a day. I'll figure it out. This is a good day. I'll figure out how to (laughs) elevate Marco back up. But all I'm I'm saying is uh, we got a couple of greyhounds and they're the only, you may love your dog a lot, but um, God didn't put them in the Holy Word. Put mine in there. Then why did you get other breeds? How dare you? (laughs) Because... I'll figure it out. Oh, this is fun. I'll figure it out. I stumped the DJ. Why why do you have to do that? Why do you have to like take my moment of joy? Because it's irresistible. And wring the joy out of it. I'm not. I'm adding to it. I'm uh, celebrating your as personality. The one, as the one experiencing it, that's false. <laughs> as the people listening to it, it's true. <laughs>